and we are back. Hopefully I remember how to do this. It's been two months, a little over two months since I've done this, and a lot of people were asking for it. I really appreciate that. I didn't know the podcast really had that much support. I mean, definitely has a lot of listens, but I didn't expect guys to you know, keep coming to me and asking me about when the next episode's coming out, and here it is. Um, obviously not the same format with the show this year, not doing it after every win. I do want to do more, though, than what I've been doing, um, so I hope I can get out maybe an episode a week at least, but I do have some big things coming in other areas with people, um, an NBA show that I've been talking about with some college friends that I have, and that should be coming out in December. It's going to be pretty big. Um that's you know kind of why I've been doing this as much. But hey, we got to talk about the Wolves, four and two start, and there's a lot to talk about. Um, and let, let's hop right into this. So the Wolves have been, have they been playing some pretty like easy teams, I guess you could say. Um, teams are not projected to be very good throughout the course of the season. Um, but you know, I I was really hyped up to see that we had all these easy teams in the first seven games. But now I'm like, oh, I kind of wish we were playing some tougher teams here because the truth of the matter is these easy teams don't know that they're bad yet. And they're playing just as good as a lot of good teams. Like these teams won't start to, you know, like findle off um, for another month and a half at least. Um, and a lot of the teams have continuity together. You know, the Spurs have actually looked really nice. They have definitely outdone my expectations. Same with the Jazz. Um, all those teams have been beating top teams around the league. Obviously, they will findle out. They will not be as good um, soon. But, you know, that's kind of the dumb part about playing all these easier teams early is because they're going to probably play harder than a lot of these better teams because they're trying to, like, a lot of these young players on these teams are fighting for, you know, their careers almost because they're getting an opportunity. And a lot of good teams just don't have guys that, you know, have that kind of fight right now because they're already loaded with money. They're probably making $20 million a year each. Um, but, you know, it's, it, that's kind of the rough part about playing all these, you know, tough teams. Obviously, the team is still building chemistry. It's it's really, really hard to insert somebody like Gobert and then expect to work day one just with... Because, like, for stars and, like, starters and guys who play a lot and have, like, defined roles, it's hard for them to change their role when something big changes on the other hand, for like role players, why we've seen some of our bench guys and role players do pretty good this year is because they're they're used to adjusting on the fly all the time. Starters are not expected or you know known for doing that. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns, while he's had some down games, has had some really good moments as well. Um, he he's had to switch an entirely new position after seven full years in the NBA playing one position, be that being center. That's rough to do. Like, we know Cat has the build. We know he has the talent to do that. But it's still a change. It's still, like, he's still playing center minutes, but a lot of the game he's playing power forward. And it's definitely a change, and it's definitely a change to where he is not the guy that's in the post as much because that's more of Rudy Gobert's role now. And Cat, you know, while he likes playing the perimeter, he's playing the perimeter a lot more than usual, and it's something he needs to adjust to for sure. But still with that, I mean, his playmaking... I've been saying this. I think he's been the, the second best passer on the team this year next to D'Angelo Russell. Um, I'll talk more about individual players in a few minutes here. But I just want to say that about Cat. But yeah, everybody's adjusting new roles. Um, 
Like obviously the D'Lo and Rudy Gobert pick and roll chemistry has not looked very good so far. And that's because they're just, they're super new with each other still. It's going to come at some point. Like it hasn't clicked at all between those two guys. And that's dangerous to think about. I mean, we're four and two. The offense hasn't looked all that bad. The team doesn't look all that bad. And there's still so much, so much room to grow because of how new these guys are together and um, just how how far they could go as a team and just playing together. And that will come over time. I don't know exactly when we'll hit the point where they have, you know, really nice chemistry together. It might be a few months, but that's all right. Um, like we're, we don't end the season until mid-April. So we got time. We got time over these next few months. You know, we got to continue to win games, obviously, but, you know, just keep building chemistry just like last year. I mean, last year we had a four and nine start last year. A lot of people thought the year was like already over. And then we went on a big five game winning streak. Um, really turned the season around. We were the one of, we were one of the best teams in the NBA last year in the second half of the season. I could very well see that being the case again this year, but the difference is I think we're going to be pretty heavily above 500 at the midpoint spot this year compared to last year. We were like, what, 21 and 20 at the halfway part. We were like, we, I remember last year, you know, halfway through the season, we were just fighting our butts off to just be a 500 above team. This year, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think it's going to be, you know, for sure six, seven games at least above 500 at the halfway part. Um, maybe a little less than that, maybe more, who knows. But yeah, chemistry will be built over time. What we're seeing right now is the worst of what we will see. We are going to see so much better basketball to come. Like what, The product that you're seeing right now is the worst product you will see all year. And that's, I, I can almost fully guarantee that. The team's three-point shooting has been a work in progress. You have some guys on the team that are really bringing up the three-point numbers. Like our, we're shooting 34% from three this year, which I don't know if we've really illustrated that as well. By the way, we've, scored, we've been scoring 118 points per game. That's, I think, higher than last year. Um, and we led the NBA in points per game. Um, but yeah, we've had some guys that haven't been shooting three ball as well as we'd like. I think that will definitely pick up. Um, and then you got, you guys get, you got guys like Torian Prince, who he, I think he's shooting like 59% from three this year that are really bringing that up. Um, but I expect the three-point shooting to really flow soon as well. I remember last year, like I was just talking about a few minutes ago, how bad we were to start the year. That was a big reason why we were that bad in the first 13 games last year is because we couldn't shoot the ball to save our lives. I think we were a sub 30% three-point shooting team in that range, and we were giving up a ton of threes last year as well. Um, we, The weirdest part about this year has been the third quarter. We've had... I. I don't think we were, I think we maybe, yeah, I did, I wasn't able to watch the Lakers game, by the way, yesterday I went to my high school's uh, football game, and the f- football playoff game we won, it was a pretty good night last night, you know, my high school's team won, and the Timberwolves won in a game that I couldn't watch a second of, um, but the Timberwolves actually won the third quarter last night, the one game I didn't watch, <laughs> um, they won that by three, but I think in every other game, we have lost the third quarter, I'm pretty sure that's true, I could, I could check that. Um, but I'm pretty sure that we have not won a third quarter all season. Yeah, we won. We lost to the Spurs last game, but I mean two games ago. I mean in in the third quarter we lost 41 to 34 in that quarter, even though we won the game by 12. Obviously we got destroyed by the Spurs in the game before that. That was a dreadful game. By the way, 
that Spurs game where we lost by nine, we were down by like 30 for a little bit of that game. That's the worst game we're going to have all year. I don't expect a game to be worse than that. We almost came back. Um, if we had a few extra minutes on the clock, maybe we could have came back. But that was, I think, the worst game we'll see all year. We lost that third quarter 36-14. to 14. Oh, my gosh, we only scored 14 points in that third quarter. That is nuts. Um, and in the game before that, oh yeah, we had a back-to-back. We played the Thunder. We lost that 29 to 30. That was, you know, kind of close, I guess. Um, but like j- just the gist, we've been really bad in the third quarter. I think we, I don't know if, I think the Nets may have taken us over for worst third quarter team in the NBA now to start the season because, you know, last, you know, yesterday we won the third quarter. Um, before last game, we were the worst third quarter team in the league, having like a, a negative 10 differential in scoring on average in that quarter. That has to change, obviously, and I think it will. I think it's just one of those things that, you know, you, you want to get into the players about and you want to, you know, constantly tell them during halftime that that needs to change. But what I would I would probably just, like, not even mention it because I think it could be a mental thing. Um, I don't think it's, like, a talent thing. I think it's a mental thing that we're letting happen, and it's just something we just, you know, got to try to erase from our memories and it will just go away. Um on the other hand, though, even with these third quarter collapses, we've closed out the fourth quarters really well. Last night we did that again uh, with Carthony Towns doing really well in the clutch. I was hearing. I didn't really watch it, obviously, but I, I watched the highlights too, and he was hit some big shots in the clutch. Um, Prince had some big plays. Ant did too. Everybody was kind of coming together. Rudy Gobert. Um, yeah, but we've been closing out games. We closed out the first game of the season against the Thunder. Um, we obviously didn't close out the game against the Jazz, but we kind of came back in that one. Um, we closed out the game against the Thunder, and the, I remember we had like a 20-0 to run or something against them in that third game, led by Ant and the bench. They were going nuts. Um, obviously lost to the Spurs, then we closed out a game against the Spurs, then we just closed out the game against the Lakers. So yeah, we've been pretty nice in the fourth quarter, and even that game we lost to the Spurs, we destroyed them in the fourth quarter. We had like a 16-0 to run in that in that quarter. Um, but really nice to see how they're playing in the fourth quarter. That's pretty big time. Um, I don't know if I've seen a stretch of us dominating the fourth quarter like that in the past, really. Um, so that's good to see. And I really, really hope that continues. All right, now I want to get into like players individually on what I've seen for them so far in the first six games this year. We'll start with Anthony Edwards, who is averaging just south of 24 points per game, almost seven rebounds a game, and over four assists per game. It's clear that his passing and playmaking has improved. That is awesome. Absolutely loving to see that. His finishing around the basket has been a lot better. He's added like this really slow Euro step move that works super well, and he spins it off the backboard on the opposite side. Um, He's had two down games for sure, and I don't think we'll really see that many more down games from him this year. But with those two down games, still his stats look really nice. Um, he's had a few 30-point games. Um, I just think those those games were really weird. Obviously, the Spurs one was really weird with the, the Thunder game to open the season. Um, but he, he won't. I don't think he'll have many more of those games this season. Um, overall, he's looked pretty nice. His free throw shooting is the one thing where I'm like, come on, dude, we got to pick that up. 60% from the free throw line on four and a half attempts a game from there. That should pick up. That's like the one thing 
where I'm like, that's kind of my pet peeve with him so far this year is his bad free throw shooting. Um, but it's been six games, so you, it, maybe it's just a bad six-game free throw stretch. I mean, I'm sure at some point last year he had an even worse stretch with that, like that in six games. Um, so I do I'll, that, that should probably come up. Um, Rudy Gobert, my gosh, this dude grabs rebounds. He's averaging 15 a game. Um, on points and then also 15 he's he's averaging more rebounds than points he's averaging 15.2 rebounds per game he's going to break every single Timberwolves rebounding record most likely he'll probably stay around this 15 rebound per game mark maybe it drops a tiny bit but he's probably going to be the rebound champion in the NBA again um, obviously another free throw guy that stuff needs to improve for him too he's shooting 58 percent from the free throw line which he, he brought it up a little bit. I think he had a pretty good free throw shooting game against the Lakers last night. That's what people are telling me. Um, I, I expect his free throw shooting to improve still because when you look at his career numbers, his career numbers say that he's a better free throw shooter than what he's showing. He's shooting 58% from the free throw line this year. Last year, he shot 69%. So I would expect his free throw shooting to look better for sure. Um, obviously, I think his offense will get rolling even more. So when we, you know, he develops chemistry with D'Lo, I'm absolutely loving the fact that he has this ability to save possessions, just with his ability to just put the ball back in the basket with the with the um, putback dunks. I mean, he's just so big; it's hard to box him out. He's getting a lot of offensive rebounds as well, averaging almost five offensive rebounds a game. He's a possession saver. Um, you know, sometimes he's gotten exposed on switches when smaller guys get on him, but it hasn't happened as much as some people even thought it would happen. Um, it's more so just the transition defense and getting guys back, and that has improved a lot over the last few games. But I've liked what I've seen from Rudy. I, I really, I was not happy to see the fans' reaction to, like, yeah, obviously, you know, it was a horrible game against the Spurs and we lost, but a lot of people were just crapping on Rudy for no reason. It seemed like it's one game, guys, come on, and everybody switches back when he has a, Massive game yesterday. He dropped 22 points and 21 rebounds yesterday. And everybody's back magically on the Rudy Gobert train. Um, I really hope people can stop doing that where they switch over after one game either way. Um, but now let's talk about Cat. Like I was talking about earlier, I, I I mean, his scoring this year, I don't think it's going to be as good as I expected it. I was predicting 25 a game. I thought he was going to you know, get more opportunity because he's going to be able to play on the court more because he won't be fouling as much because he doesn't have to you know, handle the down low post roll. Um, I don't, I don't, let me see if his minutes per game have gone up at all. Um, yeah, they have, he's playing 35 a game this year, 35 minutes a game compared to 33 last year, but he's taking less shots and he's shooting a little less efficient. That should come up though. Um, 38% from three. And you can definitely expect that to come up a little bit too. 5.7 threes per game. I, I, I hope that goes up to like six and a half at least seven would be better um he should be shooting a few, a few more threes 96 percent from the free throw line i love that would love for him to have a 50 40 90 split season this year but man his playmaking my gosh i am so impressed with his ability to pass the ball he's averaging five and a half assists a game right now which i think is second on the team it's i don't know i think mclaughlin could be around the same i know Delo leads the team with like six and a half but man he i think he could very well average over five assists per game this year um which last year he averaged three and a half and i would definitely say averaging like 22 points per game with five assists is better than averaging 25 and three um 
His rebounds are definitely be a little lower this year. He's still averaging seven and a half boards a game. He's still going to be a double-double machine throughout the season. Um, but yeah, you know, as his role, you know, you know, just as the season goes on, I expect him to shoot more shots. Um, I hope he starts to shoot more and he'll start to make more as well. Um, still hope he can control himself in situations. Um, he still he isn't. He hasn't been as done with his follows, I guess, this year. But again, it's kind of been a small sample size. Um, but he's just got to chillax when it comes to not getting calls because you can't, you can't like arguing about it's not going to change what happened. Unfortunately, um, you just gotta, you know, maybe hope Finch challenges it sometimes, and sometimes he will, sometimes he won't. Um, but we just got to move on. And yeah, other than that, phenomenal player, and I do expect his production to increase throughout the season, which is dangerous to think about. Jaden McDaniels, I have been impressed with him, averaging almost 12 a game. Defense has been absolutely nuts. He had four blocks last game. He's averaging one and a half steals a game and 1.8 blocks per game this year. Um, I'm loving it. I'm loving what I'm seeing from him. 87% from the free throw line, 54% from the field. He's had some really, really, really nice games. I think he, did he have... I know he for sure has one 20-point game. He might have two. I'm not too sure, though. I think he might. Um, but he has he's one game that's at least close to 20, 20 points. Loving what I'm seeing from him. He is on pace to get a nice contract extension from the Wolves this offseason. Him and, obviously, Anthony Edwards, maybe Noel as well. And, man, we got a lot of guys to pay this offseason. We'll, we'll worry more about the money and the contracts, though, in a few months. I'm not going to try to talk about that stuff too much right now because I don't want you guys to really worry about the money as much and just try to enjoy the team that's in front of us um it just doesn't make sense to worry about that stuff when it's months and months away um loving what i've seen from Jaden though he looks like somebody who's going to make an all nba defensive team and he's a phenomenal small forward fit next to cat and rudy can guard everywhere he's been uh, like it's it's so hard to match up against him and now he's talented enough offensively where teams are still probably going to put their worst defenders on him but that's just it he's going to expose those matchups he can create for himself now he's no longer just the guy who sits in the corner and waits for the ball and shoots the threes and sometimes attacks the rim on you know open cuts now he's catching the ball in the corner pump faking and you know driving and creating his own shot often and it's awesome to see he's working in the mid-range game. He's working on the fadeaway game. He's still hitting corner shots. I'm loving it from him. D'Angelo Russell, he had six steals last night, by the way. A lot of them were just like him reading passing lanes really well and intercepting passes. But my gosh, that, that's pretty nuts. Um, some people, I, I haven't really seen it too much. Some people may be like, oh, his assists are low, but... I kind of expect his assists to stay around the range that it's at. He's averaging 6.3 assists per game. I think that will come up slightly. I think he'll <clears throat> average about 7-ish assists per game. But I, I don't think he'll average like 9 or 10 a game like some people were expecting because, you know, he's playing next to Rudy Gobert now. But the reason is because Anthony Edwards is taking a leap, in my opinion, in that passing game. And what we've seen from Carl Anthony Towns, he's a guy who's going to be taking away some from him as well um but he's had some really nice games oh my gosh i was loving that clutch shot against the jazz that sent the game to overtime um broke mike Connolly's ankles on that play that was awesome 
Um, he's averaging 16 points per game. I expect that to stick around where it is. Really hoping he can bring up the three-point shooting, 33%. I do expect it. Um, not shooting as many threes this year. He's shooting five and a half threes a game this year compared to eight last year. I'm very cool with it sticking around that range. I think eight is definitely too much. Um, and five and a half seems like a good number. Maybe he goes up to six. We'll see. I think a six, three, six, three point shots a game for D'Lo seems about good. But hoping he can bring that shot up a little bit. Um, but yeah, talk about some guys off the bench. Jalen Noel, what a game he had recently against the Spurs. I mean, he's been absolutely nuts. He's a incredible tough shot maker. He's going to get a lot of money this offseason as well. He's averaging almost 15 points per game. Almost five rebounds a game, two and a half assists per game. His passing looks a little better. I mean, he just looks really, really nice. And he's a second-round draft pick gem. Um, I think he will be in conversations this year at some point for sixth man of the year. His three-point shooting has been weirdly not that good, 29% from three. That's definitely going to pick up. And when it picks up, wow. I mean, can like can you imagine what his numbers could be looking like if he gets his three point back up to like thirty seven percent? I mean, last year was at thirty nine, um, but if he can get it back up to like the high thirties, he's going to be a fifteen per game scorer every night most likely. And he's been clutch. He's been playing big time minutes for us, and I'm absolutely loving how he's used the opportunity to play nightly for this team. Obviously, last year. He was in and out of the rotation, and it was just so it was hard for Finch to manage those rotations because, you know, you, you, he kind of had to play Beasley. I mean, obviously he was a threat in ways last year, but there was games where he really shouldn't have been playing. It should have been Noel over him, but it's hard to bench the guy who's making thirteen million dollars over the guy who's making less than two million. Um, and that's kind of a tough decision Finch had to make. Obviously, though, this year he does not have to make that decision. And Noel is making it really easy for him to not have to choose other players over him. And he has really done a good job filling that role. Torian Prince also, by the way, great start to the season for him. Just over eight points per game. He's shooting 59% from three, like I said. Um, I'm loving it. Loving what I'm seeing from McLaughlin as well in moments. Nas Reed has came in and played good. Um, Kyle Anderson has been hurt most of the year so far. He got back spasm injury um, against the Jazz in Game 2. So we've only really seen one game from Kyle Anderson and because he played 30 seconds in that Jazz game. Um, I think he'll be back tomorrow. He was he was very close to playing today. He, he became a game-time decision to play yesterday. Um, so yeah, I, I would expect him to probably play tomorrow against the Spurs. Um, that's also his former team. I mean, his his most recent former team is the Grizzlies, but he was, I believe, he was drafted by the Spurs and he played there for a few years um, under Popovich. So that's kind of a returning home game, but I'm sure he's already had a few of those. Um, but yeah, Wolves start out the year four and two. Thank you guys for tuning into the show. We got a game tomorrow on the road at six o'clock against the Spurs on NBA TV by the way it's kind of a, it's kind of a national TV game but it's not really um I don't know if Valley Sports North is streaming it I think they probably will um but NBA TV is streaming it so it's kind of like a national TV game so hopefully we show up to play 
the Spurs have been pretty solid this year, and they're probably going to put up a really nice fight. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for tuning into the show. I'm going to try to do one of these once a week, maybe. We'll see. Um, thank you guys for listening. See you guys soon. Peace.